Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is wisdom versus intelligence. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zentalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so this topic is stemming from the fact that the wise men showed up in the lectionary this week. It's epiphany. It is epiphany. And I understand talking about wisdom as a thing, mm-hmm. but why do you want to distinguish it from intelligence? Where are you going with that idea? I think what I distinguished during the sermon on Sunday was I said, so there's something about intelligence versus wisdom. Intelligence is kind of something that you can create, you can learn, mm-hmm. right? You can be book smart. There's a difference between, for example, being really, really book smart. You sit down, you study stuff, you can tell all the facts and figures about something. Mm -hmm. And then there are, I guess, in colloquial terms or whatever, in like regular parlance, we say someone is street smart. Mm -hmm. Someone is wise. Someone understands the ways of the world. You pick up on things. And that wisdom... That ability to understand what is happening, you don't get that by studying a book. You don't get that by learning about something. You get it by living it. You get it through experience. Mm -hmm. And wisdom is something that is earned. Wisdom is something that is lived. And being wise is harder to kind of come by. Now, there are some wise children. Don't get me wrong. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes children can be super duper wise. And sometimes children are wise without being intelligent. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes people are intelligent without being wise. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. So that's where I'm going with this. Recognizing that there is a difference between being really smart really intelligent and a difference in being really wise and how do we recognize and honor wisdom in ourselves in others in our community and how do we garner wisdom how do we honor wisdom how do we listen to wisdom how do we follow wisdom okay let's start then with the actual wise men from the bible what do you think makes them wise instead of them having been called some other adjective, right? Like they're not the old people that visit Jesus. They're not the, you know, blue people or whatever. They're the wise men. Well, I think it's really interesting. And we have in the past kind of said wise people. We don't know how many there are. We don't know their genders, really. They're wise folks, wise people, wise men, the wise ones. They come from probably Persia. They're individuals who are able to read the signs of the times. They're able to read the symbols and they're able to read what is happening in the world. They're able to understand what is going on around them. Again, part of that earned wisdom, right? To be able to see what is happening and Mm -hmm. understand it. And I think that in the kind of situation where they're in, right, where they're coming into a culture that is not their own Mm -hmm. and into a situation where there is 
an empire that is occupying another culture. Mm-hmm. So the Roman Empire is occupying this countryside and Herod is set up to be a local ruler under Roman occupation. But Herod is a jealous ruler. Again, not the Herod we were talking about from John the Baptist as an adult. Mm -hmm. This is that guy's father, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Herod's father. So this Herod is a jealous Herod, a ruler who is anxious, a ruler who is aware that they are under occupation, aware that their authority is borrowed aware that their authority is not of their own making. And these folks travel in and they're able to read these signs. Mm -hmm. And they're coming to be able to see this tipping point, this whatever it is, this child that has been born, this new ruler that has been born. And they're coming to see this tipping point in a culture and to honor this tipping point in the culture And they're able to see and recognize all the pieces that are playing. There is a wisdom there, which is an experience with violence, with empire, with domination, with anxious rulers, with understanding that what someone says versus what they mean may not actually be the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Herod says, yeah. Go pay the child homage and come back and tell me where they are so that I can go and do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Please. Right? But the wise ones hear these things and are able to tell this person is saying one thing and means another. They are wise. They make their way. They follow the signs and symbols all the way, not trusting the kind of powers that be that the only place that true power can lie is where all the wealth and the formal authority is Mm -hmm. but instead where god is pointing them to and where the signs are pointing them to which is to a carpenter's house in a small town of bethlehem they meet a child a toddler by this point and they offer these gifts that have tremendous meaning to honor a king, a priest, someone who's going to die, the gold, the frankincense, the myrrh. And then again, with their wisdom, they have a dream that tells them not to go back to Herod and they go home to Persia by another way. So again, it's that wisdom to trust their own intuition, their wisdom to listen to their gut, their wisdom to know that what they believe is unsafe, is unsafe. They have their lived experience and their lived lives. They are wise and they are able to listen to that and stay alive and keep Jesus alive in that moment and not bring harm to Jesus. Now, of course, what ends up happening is perhaps even worse. Herod reacts in a big way by killing all the children of that age Mm -hmm. in that region. But in that moment, the wise ones are not contributing to that moment. Do the wise folks show up in the gospel more than once, or is it just one of the gospels they show up in? 
They show up in both Matthew and in Luke. They show up in both of the Gospels that have the birth narrative. Okay. And they're both wise. They both outsmart Herod or outwise Herod. One way or another. One way or another. Interesting. So how then do you think we recognize this wisdom in somebody like the wise men or other people? Well, I think this is part of the challenge is that in some ways we have come in North America and the United States in the 21st century to value intelligence so much. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of ways we can test intelligence because we can measure it, right? We can understand intelligence. We can train our children in intelligence. We can test it and quantify it and hold it and manage to put our finger on how smart someone is. Wisdom is far more ephemeral. Wisdom is much more difficult to put a finger on and to understand. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot more difficult to understand how to value it. And I think that we end up discounting our own wisdom more than anything. I believe that. Right. And another piece is that wisdom is often something that we experience most when we are in community. And when we listen to one another's voices within community, the wise ones didn't come one by one. They traveled in community. They came as a group. And again, that is part of their wisdom right, is to mm -hmm. travel as a group. One wonders just when they were leaving what their own community was saying to them. Hey, that sounds like <laughs> a great idea. Safe right? travels are what in the world are you doing? <laughs> right. And so they go together. And I think that that's another piece is that our mythos of the lone wolf of being able to do it on our own doesn't allow us to understand how how great wisdom is when shared, mm -hmm. that we find greater wisdom by being in community with one another, where we can share that wisdom with each other. And I think this is part of what is beautiful about being in multi-generational communities, because there is such incredible wisdom in young ones, right? Some mm -hmm. of our youngest who haven't unlearned things yet or become frightened to speak out truth yet. Mm -hmm. And then the wisdom of our elders who have so much experience and have lived lives and seen history who can share things with us. When we are in intergenerational communities and intergenerational spaces and we can share our stories and we can share our wisdom with one another, it is such an incredible gift to be able to know that someone here may have experienced a ruler who is difficult to manage or have lived in a situation of empire before. Or my mind is thinking back to sitting and hearing the story of a member who liberated one of the concentration camps and Bill had this incredible amount of wisdom of what it was like to be present there. And this was the same person who had won a medal during the Second World War because he had gone to visit his grandmother, but she was German. And so he had left and taken a bike. He had taken a bicycle 
and he had ridden his bicycle to visit his grandmother and he got caught by enemy troops. And he, using his wisdom, his absolute earned wisdom through his life, bluffed the entire regiment into thinking that somehow that this regiment had been abandoned and that they needed to surrender to him and come in. And they did. Nice. And he brought a hundred men in and they surrendered. And so it's this kind of, you know, would Bill have been able to do this had he not had the wisdom of knowing his family's mother tongue, the wisdom of knowing that people would rather not fight, the wisdom to know this was the land that his family, he was on his family's land. He was close enough to bicycle to his grandmother's home. Mm -hmm. He knew the people of this land. He knew the stories of this land. He knew the people. And would they have believed him as well? If he had not known how to speak to their hearts, would his wisdom from all that he knew from his family and his heritage, would he have been able to use that to save all of their lives in that moment for a peaceful resolution, right? Mm -hmm. That is wisdom that we have to offer to one another. And it's sitting among us. Not just in war heroes, not just in people who have been through these things, but it's sitting in people who have survived domestic violence. It's sitting in people who have lived through living on the streets. It's sitting in people who have come through addiction and have come through the other side. Earned wisdom is sitting in the brains of every single parent who has successfully launched a teenager into adulthood. <laughs> Do you think we're in danger these days, particularly in this time, this country, this culture of losing a lot of this wisdom because we tend to be so disconnected and social media does what it does? I think that it is much harder to share our wisdom with one another than it is to prove our intelligence to each other. Mm -hmm. And especially when it is so hard to believe that we are wise, it is something that could get lost. I know a friend of mine has this interesting story that basically when anybody has a question that they really can't answer, they go to grandpa internet as they call <laughs> it. <laughs> but I think the wisdom that is there is not only being able to find the answer you're looking for, but you're going to find a million answers. Mm -hmm. It's knowing, having the wisdom of knowing which of that is good information and which of it you should probably take with a healthy dose of salt. Yeah. Discernment, mm -hmm. the power of discernment and coming at things with skepticism. Mm-hmm in order to be able to tell what is good and true and right and just should go hand in hand with wisdom. Yeah. And I guess what I want people to think about when we think about this, we, you know, lift up the wise men and we think about their gifts all the time. You know, we have them in the nativity scene, they show up and we think a lot about, you know, what gifts are we going to bring to God? And we kind of use this epiphany season to think about what gifts do we have from God and what are we going to give back? But I also want us to think about 
what wisdom do we have? What have we learned in our lifetimes that we have to offer to our community, that we have to give back in our community and to share with one another to help us be wise and strong and careful and to help us build a stronger and healthier and more vibrant community together? How do we use what we know to be true and good to find these pivot points in history, these turning points, these ways in which the world can change? And how do we show up there as our full selves? And how do we help others do the same? So I'm learning more from these figures this year about finding ways to bring wisdom and clarity and participation in community than I am about, well, I can't bring gold or frankincense or myrrh, so I guess I'll bring my voice. Can I sing a song for you, baby Jesus, or drum on my drum? I think for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit just really whapped me with, we are wiser than we think we are. And when we share our wisdom with each other, we are able to bring our community to a stronger point and a wiser point. How do you think we share this wisdom anymore? I mean, at the time, I'm guessing it was just a natural thing that happened between intergenerational families and communities, but it's not necessarily the case these days. I don't know. I think part of it has got to be in the showing up, but let's figure it out this year. (laughs) Okay, that's going to bring me then to my last question. Of the gifts... Which one do you think was the wisest that the wise men brought? Mm. I mean, they all have their high points and their uses. I think it was the fact that they went back by another way and that they trusted their gut. Yeah. Because then in Matthew's gospel, this is the one where Joseph is visited by an angel telling him to take the family to Egypt Mm -hmm. and get out of town. Take him and run take them and run and they become refugees. And so I think that if Joseph was paying attention at all and saw that the wise folks did not return to Herod, there's your passing of the wisdom. Here's some of your wisdom passing. And here is some of your understanding that this is not, it is not safe. This region is becoming unsafe for you and your family. And they would have had the resources, the gold, the frankincense and the myrrh they would have had resources to flee. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about wisdom versus intelligence. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for listening along. I hope that you are going to spend some time pondering your earned wisdom. If you have an idea for a podcast topic or would like to reach out and chat with us, please reach out. You can email us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.